Hello and welcome to the 2IQ crew. I'm Finn. And I'm Tom. So this is episode 5 and uh, welcome to the episode. It's not too much more to introduce so let's just jump in to the first segment. Mm. Breaking news. Right, right, so Tom, what is your breaking news this week? Well, I think, uh, yeah, I read, read this like a while ago because um, I did, did, did all the stuff for this episode a while ago. But um, basically, the um, the the article that I um, read was sort of um, so. Basically, we know that um, exercise and all that stuff. We know it benefits your brain, and um, you know, yeah, it, it improves yeah, yeah. your learning and making uh, neural connections yeah, and all that and sort of stuff. Yeah, boosts your serotonin levels. And... Yeah, so sort of good good on all fronts, you know. Mm. Sort of uh, pr- pretty good, pretty good um, out of ten. Um, pretty good out of 10 yeah (laughs) is that like a 7.5 yeah i'd say i'd say maybe even an eight you know oh okay all right sort of uh but like um so so it's the same obviously with uh with mice so if you put um a a hamster wheel in a cage of mice and you know (laughs) then they'll they'll just naturally they'll just need to they'll just run on it you know all the time yeah yeah rather 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 than be bored yeah 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 and um, so when you um, find out, so this is kind of like an obvious result, but like the mice that had the hamster wheel in their cage, they performed better in like cognitive tests after three weeks of it, you know, wow. um, so like all that sort of stuff. So that's that's kind of like something we already sort of know, really. Yeah, that's still um, pretty amazing. though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, that's it's like pretty, um, pretty sort of. Yeah. So like that's just, sort of just shows the, the benefits of like the exercise. But mm. the interesting thing is, um, they had a cage of uh, scientists. They had a cage of um, <laughs> cage of scientists. Yeah, cage of scientists. <laughs> uh, they and test, they put them in, and then themselves. they put, put a hamster yeah, yeah. wheel in that cage. <laughs> uh, initially, they had a normal size one, but then it had to sort of be made a bit bigger because <laughs> they couldn't really use it. But um, they um, so yeah, so they had a cage of uh, mice um, that were sedentary in a cage that were had a hamster wheel. Mm. Um, and then, so they so they did all that stuff, and then they got the the blood of the mice that had been exercising, and they injected it into the tails of the mice that hadn't been exercising, and they did that eight times over the course of like three weeks um, to see what the effect was going to be, mm. and um, so they found out that the the mice that didn't exercise that had these sort of transfusions did like almost as well as the ones that did exercise on sort of cognitive tests. Wow. Um, so it was kind of like, sort of shows how, um, you know, I guess it's sort of the hormones, you know, that, you know, from stuff from the blood or whatever that kind of uh, causes that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The mice um, that got the uh, the transfusion grew like roughly twice as many neurons in their, neurons in their um, hippocampus. Right. Uh, like, com- like compared to the sort of sedentary ones that didn't get an injection, which is like mm. pretty comparable to if directly exercising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the scientists found they did actually find the specific enzyme that was created like in the li- in the mice's liver mm. when they exercised, and um, they also injected that into the tails of the mice, and they found that it had like similar effects to doing um, exercise. To, well, to doing yeah, to doing like the blood transfusion. So, right. Yeah, to right. doing exercise. Um. And they they also found that like um, you know elderly people um, that exercise larger amounts also have like they have larger amounts of the enzyme than those that don't. Mm. 
um, so that that enzyme um, in the uh, brain of the mice that do exercise, so it probably stays in the blood. And the idea is it kind of like uh, helps sort of free free stuff up, like just little bits of random stuff that's sort of floating around in the blood that shouldn't be, and kind of like floats. Uh, sorry, stop like clears blockages and stuff. It's kind of the idea. Right, right. Um, so it we- stop stop your or your arteries getting clogged up and. Yeah, I, I think right. that's kind of the the idea because that's all sort of linked with dementia and stuff as well. Mm. Um, but the idea is um, potentially uh, in the future they can kind of like they might be able to make some sort of pill that for like old people that are too sort of frail to exercise. Right, just supply and, them the uh, enzyme. Yeah, just sort of need like to you know so so they don't sort of und- like you know undergo the the negatives of the. Yeah, because the they might be well. too too frail to exercise, but they still yeah. you still want to keep their brain function. Yeah. yeah so, wow. So it's kind of and the, and also just people that are like injured and in like rehabilitation and stuff. Yeah, so that's amazing. P- could potentially be uh, be kind of useful. I'm sort of not sure. Yeah, I'm not not sure how significant it like you know wh- whether it would it really uh, yeah work or not but but I, I don't like the idea that someone could just have a pill instead of exercising that sounds like yeah i mean, I mean you don't you're not get, gonna like, get the physical benefits yeah yeah but, that's kind of what i was thinking really but, like yeah, i would yeah, i true, wouldn't bother because like it would sort of yeah you'd still be fitter and stronger yeah like you, you you wouldn't get sort of um get that it's just kind of like it's like a bare minimum amount of stuff to sort of not you know just to like slow down how quickly your body kind of like falls apart really more yeah than, right m- well, more yeah than like, no that's yeah that's pretty it, that is kind of something I, I wouldn't have expected that you could you could yeah. just transfer over like an enzyme but um, yeah because i, yeah, I would have assumed it would have been a more complicated you know yeah, than just yeah, one yeah, enzyme. I thought it's just like general health yeah and, exactly uh, i thought it'd be like, like a combination of all the hormones and yeah what's expressed yeah yeah so cool anywho what is your breaking news all oh, right so i have i actually have two um because oh. they're both like quite short and not yeah. they're only like short mildly interesting so I, I i just i couldn't find one that really sort of yeah felt like neither of them felt like they kind of filled the the yeah. niche i guess but but basically one of them was um they were they were sort of uh, they found these these cat skeletons um, along where the the ancient Silk Road was um, yeah. in uh, in Asia into the into the Middle East and I, I think it was in Kazakhstan actually but um, pretty much they sort of it showed that humans had domesticated cats um, and they were traveling with people in sort of caravans on the Silk Road like a thousand hey. years ago. Um, and it's sort of, um, I think it's further back than they thought we'd kind of domesticated yeah. cats and were, you, you know, sort of had them, had them in a more pet like manner. Yeah. Um, because I, thought, it, I think um, we had them with settlements uh, like more than a thousand years ago, but, yeah, um, I mean, didn't like t- the... taking them with us, I think it's different, but yeah. Cause didn't the, didn't the Romans like they brought cats over to like the uk at least i think mm. didn't they well probably but um, well, so what, what, what have the romans ever done for us yeah That's exactly <laughs> yeah but like um 
so yeah presumably like i guess they like had them before that time but yeah sort of actually taking them with them yeah because i think obviously you can see how like dogs became domesticated you know sort of yeah getting getting the scraps and then slowly humans and them uh, and the 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 wild animals becoming more comfortable with us and then eventually that you know they do think there was some genetic mutations along the way that meant they were very friendly and open but um with with cats they were sort of the cats were around for a long time but they were just kind of like no one really they weren't really seen as a pet they think they were just kind of around um but because the caravans were on the move constantly the these cats would have had to be like it would have had to be a conscious thought they think um yeah like bringing them along i wonder if um they they actually like if they were just pets or if they actually like used them for anything yeah because obviously with dogs it's like they you know they're they're useful for like hunting and general sort of like protecting your own um sort of you know like tribe and whatever Mm, and if but you went cats, like north, of... they were you know used for transport as well uh, yeah. on the ice. So, um... But with cats, it's just kind of like they might bring you like a dead bird sometimes. <laughs> well, they they're quite but... good for like pest control. Um, obviously, rats spread quite a lot of disease. So if you can oh, stay yeah. on top of your rat population, that's kind of that's the, the niche they think are uh, a cat filled. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, on. that's a good point. To be fair. They just sort of like, but they're also very autonomous, very destructive to uh, ecosystems, like because they just kill oh. young birds all the time. Yeah, it was like that. You know the famous one where the the naturalist showed up to the island and had discovered the new bird species, and then before he could bring one back alive, his cat had actually just killed the entire species oh, on right. the island. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Really? Oh, it's like... tragic. It was. Um, <laughs> It was literally just the species was discovered and then extinct in the space of a week or something. Yeah. Just because the cat just would, it didn't eat them. It just went around killing them until yeah. they were all dead. Just, um, I guess yeah, people back then didn't realize sort of yeah. the, the fragility of having a small population and just yeah, releasing mean, a predator. Yeah. It's them. the same with like, um, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but just with like dodo birds and stuff. Yeah, just like yeah, yeah. like they just saw because they the birds like didn't know to be um scared, so they just like if they saw like a human, they'd all just go and explore, <laughs> and then the people would just kind. I think I think people are, like on the island, they just kind of like shoot them for fun, just for like no reason whatsoever. Yeah, probably it's just it, it's sort of it's like kind of horrible, but yeah, I mean it's you know it's like when you when you talk to to like the older generations, you know even. Even now, it's like when they were growing up, they were told things were like there wasn't like a limited resource. Yeah. Um, but now, obviously, like we've been raised very eco-conscious, and we're very sort of yeah, familiar with the fact different. that everyone's constantly saying, "Oh, this is going to run out. This is running out. This is yeah. getting worse." <laughs> um, whereas for them, it was just like, "Oh, this, you know, the forest just goes on and on." Yeah. The, the ne- supply never goes on and run on. Out. Yeah, exactly. Do do what you want in it, because yeah, it's like it's just gonna grow back. No, and like when people went over to the Americas and just cut down vast swathes of like forests and yeah, you know, no no second thought for like the local people that had been managing that ecosystem for hundreds of years. 
and had yeah. like strategically made it like really high density and fruit trees and stuff and then yeah you know, but um <laughs> it's a bit off topic <laughs> but um yeah and then um yeah so that was just about cats i just thought it was mildly cute yeah. thought of these cats going along in the <laughs> caravans yeah. keeping people company probably just taking care of the rats i imagine but um and then the other one was about there's like certain snakes that are really good at gliding certain tree oh, snakes yeah. and there's this one called the paradise tree snake which um they they weren't able to work out how it was actually getting its flight like it didn't mathematically they couldn't really understand how it was able to oh, sort right. of uh glide the way it did yeah so efficiently you know a bit like how before yeah people understood all of the motions you know there's yeah. a whole thing of or oh, by the laws of science a bee should not be able to fly yeah but that's not actually but true just, it was just they hadn't just discovered like this of, uh, i think it was like a vor mechanics. a vortex mechanic that was generating additional lift or something yeah um but they, that just hadn't been taken into account because they weren't yeah. weren't observing it and i guess it was a similar thing with this tree snake but they they just couldn't work out mathematically how it was getting the getting the glide that it was uh, yeah. because they weren't accounting for something and they basically they were doing like a they're using a new 3d modeling technique Aye. where they were taking um like a scan of it in motion you know they yeah. had some in captivity and they were like basically taking like a 360 like a 3d, 3D scan yeah like Make... a like a 3d scan of it in motion yeah um and they were finding it was had these like uh, aerial undulations where as well as the rhythmic motion of the snake, it was also like, I don't know, just undulating its, vibrating its body oh, uh, right. in a way that sort of, I don't know, it just sort of gave it that extra 5% that they couldn't account for. Oh. Um, and it wasn't, wasn't until they were able to, until they modelled it, that they could actually sort of see it in action Yeah. Um, and understood how the air was getting, uh, you know, how it was helping them glide. That, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Is it like did it did it explain like how the vibrating kind of helped? No, it didn't actually. Um, yeah, maybe they could I'm not be creating sure, like but... a sort of um, a very local sort of thermal by like vibrating and sort of heating up the air. Oh my god, that's, like, that's a cool them. theory. <laughs> I feel like that that might be a bit far fetched. Like a like, like a micro thermal. Probably... Yeah, just like oh sort of like god. a bubble, a pocket of hot air. Yeah. But that might that might be like a bit bit of an ambitious sort of uh, theory because I feel like they probably couldn't heat. Probably the air not that for much. a snake, considering yeah. it's it's like cold blooded, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not oh, got yeah. much heat to give out. Snakes are quite yeah. insulated in that way. Although actually they're not insulated when they don't want to be because they can obviously warm themselves up quite quickly. Yeah, but it's um, more the um, it's more the sort of vibration really though um, that would cause it because that's kind of kind of like. Um, yeah, you know, to sort of excite the nearby um, mm. air molecules because that's right. kind of all temperature yeah, yeah. is. It's just the the kinetic en energy of the molecules. So if yeah. you can collide with them at high velocity, then they're gonna, you know, gain kinetic <laughs> energy and then heat up. That would but, be um, nuts. I'd, I'd I'd sort of um, I I don't I I feel like that would be kind of um, just not <laughs> probably not it because <laughs> it'd be like a you'd probably have to generate quite a lot to. For yeah, that to for actually to... have like an effect, right? Yeah, yeah, even like a really tiny effect. I think. I think it's... it would still be quite a lot. One of my thoughts was that it would be to do with the scales, and like they would, they would undulate the scales to basically 
um, push the air around or something. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that was the only thought I had. You know, kind of like micro wing movement in a way. Yeah. But very yeah, micro. I mean, I mean, like in a sort of plane wing, does it kind of... Uh, um, it's just about creating sort of differences in pressure between the top and the bottom of the wing mm. to sort of get the lift. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe it just causes that sort of uh, high pressure at the bottom, low pressure at the top in some yeah, way. Yeah. I don't know. And it's just a tiny, it's just a noticeable yeah, difference. Just, yeah. Just very minute. Yeah, yeah. No, but I just yeah. thought that was cool, the idea yeah. of um, doing, you know, having, observing an animal in captivity and yeah. then getting this 3D model of it that you could animate um, to, to see the movements. You know, I, I can see that being yeah. very useful for decoding, like, all sorts of different movement techniques that we're not kind of um, that that comfortable with how the mechanics of it actually work. Yeah. I think it's, it's always cool, like, um, generally when you kind of... When there's something and um, they say, oh, mathematically, this shouldn't be possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's like... Mm. <laughs> sort of shows that the you know some, something sort of has to like change you know yeah and um, it's way more likely that something you're observing isn't accounted for so, or yeah. something you something isn't accounted for that you're not observing than the entirety of mathematics having to change <laughs> like it's sort of yeah yeah it's mo- most likely that. i mean it wouldn't be mathematics it'd be like sort of physics y- yeah yeah but, yeah yeah but like um I mean, because it's like there's things in um, the universe, like massive um, structures that just sort of, um, you know, they they shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't be possible to be as big as they are, I think, or something like that. Really? But I'm not really, I'm not really sure how they actually, how that But then it's it's probably just things we we just don't know about. Yeah. Processes that, you know, unless you, you know, you just can't simulate because they're just on that scale i guess yeah yeah i mean mean, you're talking about such like large forces that it's i it's probably very hard to imagine what is possible yeah i mean like the whole um reason that sort of dark matter um is a thing that like is in physics is because um sort of galaxies weren't um they weren't rotating in the way that you know they 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 would expect like they expected to um so I think you know it's in th- in um, I think they should sort of have because um, that you can sort of see the the speeds of the stars that are sort of as they rotate and they should have um, you know not been it should they shouldn't have been able to like actually orbit around galax like the galaxies um, because the stars you know the stars being too sort of big you know that in terms of the physical model model of it they're sort of yeah. pulled in by a right a centripetal force which prevents them from sort of just leaving the orbit of the universe uh, sorry not of the universe of the galaxy yeah um, but then they sort so, of they'd forgot that hidden well, they hadn't accounted for that hidden layer right well yeah it's kind of like it's it's because that was kind of what it was initially called it was called like missing mass rather than um dark matter mm. um so it's kind of like that um because um to have a bigger centripetal force, you basically sort of bring it, bring the star into the middle. You just need more mass in the middle, uh, so you've got a big, bigger gravitational attraction between the two of them. But I mean, I still don't really know anything about um, 
like what what it really is it's just that yeah i think it's, it's just, like it's... quite gatekeeps in a way like you know they use scary you know by calling it dark matter you know they make it i don't know well i think it's more because they don't i i kind of get the impression it's more just because like it it not not like all all they re- all, all that's really known about it is that it's there mm. um <laughs> and then and that that's kind of it really um it's so there, I, I think that's and kind it of has like, a it has a name and yes yeah. cuz yeah. you know it like i guess if it didn't have a name it'd just be a bit strange if it, if we're like oh this thing that is there yeah yeah but doesn't have a name but you have to give it a kind of it. buzzword name as well just to excite people about physics yeah know? yeah i mean i mean it, i think also if if you call it like missing mass then it does give the impression that you don't know what you're actually uh, talking about. Yeah, if you call it dark matter, definitely. then um, there's the chance that people actually like you know that like if you're talking that like it sounds like you know what you're you're doing a bit more. Yeah, it does. It sounds like it's a physical thing that you're yeah. that you definitely have uh, yeah. and know lots about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just you're just keeping it secret just for the big reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later on. <laughs> right. Well, um yeah, I, I guess that rounds up rounds up breaking news. It, um it sure does. Yeah. So, I guess we'll we'll jump straight into question of the week. Oh, right. So, question of the week this week is pretty much if you if you could invent anything and you know we don't have to worry about the the science of it but it would just work what would what would it be what would you want to invent you know one one thing that you think would sort of revolutionize change, change the world yeah yeah basically wow. a free a free pass from i don't know some sort of sentient god that just gives you a nice handout or whatever but um, yeah you just sort of it you know just just your one, your one invention that you can just have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything else you got to work out yourself. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? You choose something that lets you get the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what, what was uh, what is your answer what? to this? I was thinking um, teapot, but instead of making tea, it makes coffee. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not my actual answer. That just, just the, already exists, though. That's that's what no, concerns me it, about that. But it's, not, but it's not a teapot, though, is it? No, it's a coffee it's a pot. cafetiere. <laughs> yeah, okay. But it, it also wouldn't be a teapot if it made coffee. So... No, but that, you see, that's the thing. It has to be a teapot. Right, okay. That's why it doesn't it's, exist, because... Yeah. Right. They'd have to find a way to, like, make it exist. Because only a fool would think to invent a coffee pot and call it a teapot. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because you can't, you can't do that. I think the but... sentient god would just stomp on you if that was your answer. <laughs> but anyway. It's slightly infuriating, to be honest, Tom. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I don't know. Why? It's just quite an uncomfortable thought, that's all. What is your actual answer to this? All right. Um, <laughs> well, it depends on whether... So we're we saying because because if you're saying like the laws of physics have to be um, sort of you know they have to be like followed. Um, well, if they don't have to be followed, then you could have like um, a machine 
where it kind of it, you know you just it just um outputs more energy than you put in you know yeah yeah that, um, that's a valid that's a valid answer and, and like an infinite energy sort of, source yeah yeah so then yeah. you can just just kind of have anything you want you know yeah yeah i that was but, one of my answers so yeah so it's kind of like that's kind of like the the non the one that's like yeah if 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 you if the the laws of physics don't don't apply but then um my actual answer like in terms of like if if it's got to be like a a, a reasonable invention then it kind of be um nuclear like efficient nuclear fusion um like you know sort of um like as 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 a viable as a viable energy source yeah yeah i think i'd go with that no i see what you mean as as my thing something that's actually possible but we're just kind of not not at yet yeah yeah because it's not too far ahead like i don't think unless it just turns out to just not be viable yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's kind of. I like, think it will. Yeah, it. I mean, it. Yeah, it, I'm not really sure. I think. I think at the moment you just need incredible. Well, you need really high temperatures to sort of, um, you know, so so you can get all of the atoms into that plasma mm. sort of form, and then you also need really high uh, pressures. I think what well, they they sort of hold them all in like a, a big mat- magnetic field so they actually kind of um cuz uh, cuz all the stuff is so hot you can't actually have it touching anything right okay um, yeah yeah so they they kind of have to hold it in hold it in like a their, uh, yeah right with their magnetic field have you seen that um the sound levitation stuff they've been doing that's wacky oh no th- i've not seen that right so they they they're using like sound waves to they can levitate like a droplet of water at the moment Oh, um, right. They can't do anything much heavier than that, but yeah. it's really cool. That's, yeah, that's if, if you're looking at like a small sample of something, they can just like hold it in stasis basically, oh, and it's not that's... interacting with anything else except like the air. But you can also just put it in like a sort of a, you know, you can choose what gas environment you put it in as well. So, yeah. Um, do, do you know how that like works at all? Is it sort of? Um, um, I think. There is something above the droplet and something below it, and one is firing downwards and one is firing upwards, and they kind of yeah. they hold it in a in a state. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, obviously the one firing upwards is going to have to be is also fighting gravity, but um, so I assume that yeah. would be the much stronger one of the two. But but are uh, they are they just firing um sound waves? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just um. I'm pretty sure it's just sound. Yeah, because if they, I mean, you you've sort of got like, um, well, when you when you fire, if they're in the same frequency, then you get like a stand. They call it like a standing wave when when you when they kind of, um, you know, the the waves interfere with each other and like cancel out at certain points and um, you know sum together at certain points. But um, I'm not sure how that would actually help a droplet of water sort of. Le- yeah, because I think. They basically want to make something that was like they could do instead of like magnetic le- uh, levitation, yeah. So that they could use it on anything, not just things yeah. that were things magnetically were... charged. So yeah, um, I thought yeah, that was quite cool. But yeah, I think I, I might have to like look into that a bit. Yeah, but I probably would have works. a look at. It. Certainly, I feel like if you have a look at look at it and then we talk about it more, um, yeah. we'll be able to talk about it more in depth because you'll understand the the actual 
well, mechanics. I, mean, I don't know about that. I feel like it's uh, it's probably like top level um, <laughs> top level research. So, but yeah, I was thinking that'd, really. be, that'd be so cool if they can make yeah. that. If you scale that up, yeah. Um, imagine I think that the for like museums. Not that that would is... be that good, but it's yeah. like the not... thing with all of these things is just doing it like without an insanely large amount of energy. Yeah. No. Really. No. Oh my god. What's that? You know that one where they have the laser thing that they fire a sample and it uses like the equivalent to four times the energy needed to power america or something oh right <laughs> in this in this like it's the world's biggest um i, I don't know yeah energy yeah, it's just... sink that's the word i was looking for biggest oh, yeah. biggest energy sink because it's literally every time they turn this laser on yeah they, they just fire it at this sample and they're getting data back but it's <laughs> They just fire yeah, like, so... I don't know how many trillion kilo, what you know. I don't. I, it's just yeah. insane the 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 energy usage of some yeah. experiments. But um, yeah, I mean it's like the um the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah, just the amount yeah. of energy that that must use must be like just just massive. But it's kind of like I guess it's um. I guess, I mean, people might not, sort of, some people don't think it's worth it. Um, but it's kind of like, it's, you know, it, it's made, like, a lot of, like, yeah. you know, so, so I, many I, of I'd the physics discoveries it. in the last yeah. it's been 50 inspiring years have been a well. direct result yeah, of yeah. it. So it's kind of, it, it's sort of, um, you know, you, you gain the greater understanding of how, yeah. like, stuff works. It's stimulated physics, like, yeah. as a field, a lot as well like long term but um what would, I, you you'd probably know this right but if i i don't know if it's happened to anyone but what happens if you actually stand in line um, of fire i think someone actually that that did happen to yeah, someone yeah i thought um, so like an engineer or something yeah that was, yeah that was working on it and i i remember because uh, it was in like top 10 people who survived the unsurvivable or something <laughs> um on youtube or whatever yeah, that, yeah so well so evidently he did survive um but i i mean i i kind of i think he did um i mean i i don't know if it like you know really hurt him or if it was just kind of like yeah you know if it would it just go to... straight through um i mean i think potentially um the issue is um the the heat of it really um, yeah okay but so like when they send um so what they do is they kind of um they have this because so if a single atom you know if you fire a single atom at a person it's not it's probably just going to go right through them um <laughs> imagine a not... weapon that just fired like a single atom yeah it'd be the most <laughs> pathetic thing ever <laughs> but um so like it it wouldn't do anything, but if you got you know if you got pretty unlucky, it could like could hit some sort of DNA and uh, cause yeah, like give you cancer like a cancer. Like absolute, yeah, yeah. in like a worst case scenario, right? Um, you know, but no matter how fast it's going, it's not really gonna do anything. You know that you mm. know it's not gonna like kill you instantly. <laughs> but um, well, with, with the large hadron collider, they have. You know, they they don't fire a single atom. They fire sort of a stream of like, you know, billions of atoms, um, yeah, yeah, or trillions or whatever. So it's kind of, um, 
I, I guess maybe you know it's more of a volley when yeah. it hits him. I mean well I guess like for one thing like the chance of them hitting him is much bigger like actual skip like set like you know them hitting the atoms in the body is much bigger yeah yeah um and when and obviously when they collide with atoms in the body they're gonna like transfer a lot of energy to those atoms um and that and you know potentially ionize them which you know messes could mess up like the dna and whatever but also like just generally heat up um the body although i, I just have no idea at all like yeah if the amount of atoms is significant in that way it's probably quite an interesting um, thing because it's probably they probably didn't have much of an idea of what would happen either yeah well i think they probably did because they'll have known like put some, the, put uh, some meat the energy... in front of it <laughs> yeah just sort of uh go all the whole i did a thing route of just get a pig testing meat on it like every yeah, yeah. meat. but um i think he um i mean because they'll because they'll know like how much energy is you know in total stored in the uh in all of the in you know the so yeah the uh the protons that they're firing mm, right um, so that yeah so they'll just know the energy output yeah but if there is um, a collision yeah, but like you know, obviously I don't know that, but um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's you know is is probably um, given that you know you have to have this twenty seven kilometer uh, <laughs> radius. Wait, uh, no, it's not twenty seven kilometer radius. Is it twenty seven kilometers just circumference? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's um, twenty seven kilometers of pipe. Um, yeah. So, so given that you you need that to actually, I mean, you need it to be a certain size um, because they're going so fast. You need the um, magnetic field. You know, the the bigger the circle, the weaker magnetic field you need. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, like, you're not turning really them as harshly, circle, right? Needs... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just. Um, so there was a plan to make like a hundred kilometer one or something at some point, but or I think it it might happen at some point in the distant future but it's kind yeah. of um yeah but so so the bigger ones are kind of more efficient in a way but um they'll definitely know, I, put some meat in front of it because yeah. like you can't tell me the military's not gone over and been like can we uh can we weaponize this question mark yeah um, i mean it just feel like that just wouldn't work though <laughs> no it's probably Tw- not a 27 kilometer weapon. weapons aren't you know they're <laughs> not not too great well n- yeah yeah, but if you could have it where you could then fire it off, and it sort of, um, I guess it would just co- I, collide I, with everything along like, along the feel way. Feel like you so. could just um, you just like shoot someone <laughs> if you're that desperate. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you could do it with star. You, you yeah, know, you could do it, and a bullet maybe is a bit too much evidence, but um, it's definitely no evidence if the US just has, like, this 100-kilometer loop, and then yeah. suddenly Putin just, like, drops dead. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, I'm not saying that. In no way could it ever work like that. It's not... A... <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, <laughs> just imagine the, the assassination mission, like, you know, some, some people, like, where you just have to sort of conceal this 27-kilometer, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. loop. With... You just have to, like, build it in his back garden without yeah. him noticing, and then just open it when he walks past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like, don't mind me. We're just, just, we're just making a, a nice yeah. central water water pipe. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And it just sort of so happens to cross the, the door you walk through every day. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't even work because, you, you know, the the only, um, it's not, it can't be like interrupted, right? Because you have to, there's obviously uh, that. Yeah, the, I yeah, it would have to be a vacuum inside. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. they'd probably yeah they'd probably end up like colliding with because they because um, they send they send some one way and set some the other way and then collide them right. That's the. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 and it, yeah, and then it's just the collision. Um, because that because that's why they need to speed them up to such high speeds. Um, I think it's like, you know, point sort of seven nines and then a one times the speed of light like times the speed of light mm. so it's like it's basically um you know it's basically sort of yeah you know or very very close to it but um so as, as you speed them up the the mass increases um i'm excited for when we can reach such speeds as humans as humans and not an individual atom well <laughs> <laughs> might, might, might be a bit bit of time that you're waiting there yeah I might be waiting past the heat yeah. of the universe. My theory is that you just have to like send all the bits and bobs and rebuild them on arrival. Ah, yeah. If that makes sense, you know, just take a nice well, take a nice box of atoms and then have like some some big artificial wombs and all the <laughs> bits and bobs, you know. I mean, that's the whole thing about um, teleportation, though, isn't it? It's yeah, like, true. You'd like have you're to. Just kill, you're just killing. Them, <laughs> you're right. Really. You're just killing them and then just cloning them, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like like the that the was going to be my answer the... as well. I was going to say a, a teleporter where that doesn't kill that them. doesn't kill the person that's entering on one side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like a literal portal. Um, yeah. But that yeah, would be very useful. Uh, but the more you learn about teleporting, the less interest I have in it, really. Yeah. The one that I do it, like the sound of is how you, if you want to get to like Alpha Centauri or whatever, they, you know, if you could digitalize your consciousness and then you just send your consciousness as a beam uh, at the speed of light, as like a laser of information, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you just have like a receiver that then just like uploads your consciousness into a nice robot body. And then you've yeah. just been like ported across. <laughs> At the speed of light, so it's only going to take you a nice four years, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say, don't you react a bit late to everything <laughs> when you do that? Um, because it takes eight years really to react. No, I don't mean to react. Send... I mean, I mean, you're sending your consciousness, and then you're just there in the body. You know, it's not. It's them oh, not right. responding with Earth. You just. Yeah. It's like the best version of teleportation you could have, and then maybe your main body's just like sat on ice until you get back. I guess. Yeah. I sort of wonder if that would be um, a similar thing to the... Uh, like, would it be a similar thing to the um, sort of teleportation thing there? Yeah, ex I see what you mean, in, in that, that it wouldn't actually be you. Yeah. Because you're just... Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, get, I think that's the, I get, that's the thing yeah. that scares me about, okay, we might be able to, like, if we can find a way to, like, digitalize consciousness or find a way to transfer it or... You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever be able to actually like extend our own lifespan in terms of like yeah. it's our perspective. Like it might yeah. still be as close to us as you can get, but it's like yeah. um, it would appear the same. To other yeah, people, exactly. But, but it's not actually it. you experiencing it. You have died. Your your yeah. perspective is gone, and it's just like a clone of you. 
And that's yeah. such a freaky... I can't even th- think about it. It's yeah, such it's a... It's, it's horrible in a way. Um, you know, because it... Yeah. You, you, you know, I, I guess it depends on your thoughts, but from my perspective... As, as an atheist and, and this being all we get it's quite uh yeah it's definitely it's like, very unnerving to, a... to to think about how fleeting yeah our consciousness in a sea of unconsciousness is you know but, and um, the thing is like um if, if they kind of made it um and then tested it you wouldn't actually be able to tell um yeah you're yeah, right you, you wouldn't that's so true just, oh my god it, it, that's it awful. would just it would just be that the last thing you ever experience um, is getting teleported. Yeah. Um, if it happens to you, but then like you know, no one else notices. Yeah, because you'd arrive and you'd be like, "Yeah, it worked fine. I remember yeah. stepping into the portal." Be, yeah, because you do. Yeah. But, then... but yeah, but it's not. Oh, that's horrific. Don't say that. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah, it's like it's like um, it's almost like you're kind of like an evil sort of twin. Yeah. Um, that God, comes Tom, out, I'm gonna have an, ex- an existential crisis. <laughs> all right, this is not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I mean, the thing you said about um, sen- sending the consciousness across, I guess it's somewhat possible if yeah. you kind of um, decided that you were gonna come back to Earth. Because mm. you could kind of um, you could sort of act in that robot body. Um, and then the robot body kind of like sends every stimulus you experience there. Yeah, you yeah. Know, when you when you're at Alpha Centauri or whatever, yeah. it sends it all back. Um, and you kind of live in like a VR in your own brain as well. But it's Basically, like four years yeah. delayed, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of that, because you get that stimulus, um, the neural connections in your brain, I guess, like, you know, they still get you know, stuff still firing, so it still gets yeah, kind of Yeah, okay, used. and then you're... Um, and then so if your you brain kind of changes. Come back. And you just have to, yeah. you just have to wait, like, four years. Yeah, um, you still keep those experiences, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I don't... Yeah, I mean, that's, like, very sci-fi, but mm. it's kind of like... <laughs> well, yeah, but I think it's, that's, it's that's less, the thing about sci-fi, isn't it? It, yeah. you know, it goes from fiction to non-fiction, hopefully, the more we progress, well, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess in, yeah, there's sort of some things in the past that, yeah, that are sort of um, sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, like the getting a man to the moon, in yeah. in sci-fi stuff before that, you know, going to the moon was always a like at the fr- forefront of everyone's minds because it's such like an an accessible yeah. neighbor. But yeah, and it's kind of the thing like. Um, I think even the things that sort of didn't happen at the time they expected it to, like everything like, uh, you know, when people expected us to have sort of flying flying cars and stuff by this point, mm. it's not really because, like, we can't make a flying car. Yeah, think, yeah, you yeah. Know, you know, you could fund that. Oh, yeah, for sure, but it would, for sure. But it just, it just wouldn't be practical. No. <laughs> that's, like, I, the only reason. I, I think that's that's a very good point. I think this, we we look at the past and we're like, oh, by... 2020 we'll have this we'll have that but it's like the the things we have today is just what's like comfortable in the current environment and And what's what's efficient and exactly what's uh, yeah you're right that's because that's all anyone cares about it's like yeah if it's economically viable and the the absolute sort of uh like trauma event of having to have like a an airport control style setup for flying cars just It'd going, be such a oh nightmare. My, it would. It would it'd be, just be like, 
it would be like the hardest thing to manage. So you'd probably have to have it all automated and then it'd be fine. It'd just be yeah. like having an automated taxi system, wouldn't it? But um, but it'd just be like... A, it's just like not you worth imagine, it. But if you imagine like everyone had a drone that they just flew around all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And that, how, that and would just be how horrible so bad. that would be yeah. for like airlines and stuff. Yeah. Because um, they just wouldn't be able to deal with it at all. I think if you look at like any current robotics, if everyone owned one, it would be so annoying. Yeah. Like imagine if everyone owned one of those robot dogs. Like it would just they'd just be everywhere. They just they just take up like the streets and. <laughs> I get well. I guess it wouldn't be awful actually. They'd really not do anything. But yeah, I mean, I yeah, would personally quite be... enjoy that. But it it would also just be very unnecessary. What, but what if everyone, instead of having a car, they had one of those um, robots with six legs that walks? Yeah. That'd be, pretty, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Or what about if everyone had that car from robots, the one where, as he goes along, you know, <laughs> you know the one he winds up and... Ah, um, I've not actually seen it. Oh, yeah. right. Well, basically, it's like, um, it's like a coil. <laughs> and then as he goes, the coil, like, unravels and that generates oh, yeah. this momentum. And then it, it just like comes to a stop, and he has to get out and wind it back up. <laughs> but a bit like a um, a pullback car, like sort of toy thing. Yeah, basically, but on like a <laughs> on the, a big scale. The coil is like the the actual wheel, basically. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It had some really cool uh, like mechanics in that. Yeah, you, they'd clearly spent like a long time designing all these interesting sort of uh, vehicles and devices yeah. and trying to make sort of. <laughs> futuristic steampunky tech stuff but yeah no it's a funky film <laughs> it's quite got old it's got like some great really old, music as well yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's that old but it probably is it's certainly one of the most slept on disney films i mean it's yeah. just it's like one of their best ones in my opinion <laughs> but yeah um, yeah I, I, I wouldn't know <laughs> yeah right we'll have to watch it you'll love it yeah <laughs> but yeah um <laughs> i guess my answer was going to be a uh, portal like teleport system but we've already yeah. obviously spoke about that so i guess should we should we move on do you think uh well have you got any other ideas you wanted to um dyson sphere well i, I was gonna say like an infinite power supply you know like a pocket star almost yeah. you know like tony stark star uh yeah. little arc reactor yeah I, I think that was kind of the only two things i could really think of maybe just like a, a pill a pill you can take and it just like tells you exactly what's wrong with you or like a scan or something like yeah. a, some sort of some sort of medical analysis system yeah that was like really low cost and just everyone did on like a monthly basis yeah and it and then it was just like that way we stayed way more on top of like all health issues but yeah yeah i guess also like uh, the cure to cancer i, I don't know but yeah <laughs> there's many there's like Anything's yeah, a good well, answer, really. Uh, I sort of feel like once you once you say infinite energy source or like you know infinite renewable energy source, I feel like all all the other goals just kind of like line up a bit. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like they just become way more possible. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, how we were saying, so the sort of there's so many experiments that they do that are so high energy cost, and just yeah. removing that cost just means just like everyone, all the scientists could just go a bit mental. Yeah. Um, it would be like a, yeah. having unlimited funding basically yeah i mean like something like a cure to cancer is kind of like it's kind of like a, almost a 
you know, it's like the second thing after, um, I think after that sort of infinite energy source. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because it's the kind of thing that is sort of like not, not really guaranteed to, to, you know, you can't just sort of throw money at it and have it happen. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's why I was, I think there's a lot of diseases we can get on top of and like get rid of and cure and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, cancer is literally just like an inbuilt mechanic of, just how yeah. our DNA gets worn over time, and and you know, the same reason that we've been able to go through natural selection, it's like the same reason that we get cancer. You know, it's like yeah. genetic mutations can be really good, but obviously yeah. they can also just be very detrimental. Yeah. Um, I, talking of talking about cancer, actually, you know how you mentioned about the thing of whales being big enough to, um, yeah. the but tumors didn't really happen. affect them. Yeah, and, and I I had a look at that because I was interested. You're right; they were saying that the tumors end up getting eaten by other tumors, and oh, it's yeah. just like this <laughs> perpetual uh, tumor uh, sort of. What what was yeah, that? So um, weird. What was that like game where you went around as little diseases and ate each other, or little orbs? Uh, oh, um, that one. Yeah, um, do you know the one I mean? It's, it's something it's not, dot it's io, a, right? A, agar dot io. A, agar dot io. Yeah. Or, and or it, Agaria. Yeah, yeah. It reminded it. me of that. I was like, it sounds like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. just the tumors just getting eaten by a bigger tumor. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe the whole game is actually set on a blue whale. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you if you get big enough, then oh, the game you just actually take ends. over the whale. Yeah. And then you just you just then, like, then you eat then go you just go the around ocean. eating like other whales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it'd be cool if they added that in as like a little uh, <laughs> yeah. Easter egg or something. Right, yes. so um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it's probably yeah. about time to move on, right? Yeah, I've not got not got cool, anything cool. more to yeah, to yeah. say about that. Right, so um, that means it is time for. I think it's time for a quite quick quiz. Right, so lovely. I think um, you're you're asking me this week. Aren't yeah. You? Yep. I think I believe I am. Oh, okay. I'm quite At scared. Well, well, I'm trying to think. What's the record at the moment? I think. Did you get like four one time or five? I don't know. Um, I, I, I certainly can't, I can't think actually remember. I certainly think four is your best. Yeah, I think you've your done better best. than me mo- on the because you've only answered questions. I've one only time done it you. once, haven't I? Yeah. Um, I think I think you did better than. I think I got four because I did really I did really bad on the second time. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I wouldn't say really bad, but it certainly wasn't your personal best. <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah, okay. Um, I guess we'll just... Should we jump into it? I'll, I'll count yeah. us. Get get our robot assistant to count us in. <laughs> Three, two, one. Your time starts now. All right. What is the capital of Chile? Pass. Uh, what is the only vowel not used at the start of the name of a U.S. state? Oh no! Uh, pass. <laughs> oh, you could have guessed one, one of five then. <laughs> I know, but I went through them and I could. I was like, yeah. I found a state with each of them as I was going. <laughs> is is it U uh, or O? O uh, probably O. Uh, e. What? Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Oh, because uh, yeah. you got o-, o-, o for Oregon. Yeah. U for Uganda. Uganda. <laughs> why, why did I think of Uganda as well? <laughs> <laughs> the 
famous state. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> and then Ohio. Um, yeah. Damn it. Iowa. Yeah. 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 Ava. Arkansas. I just kind of panicked in my mind. Yeah. I think. No, I I don't think I'd have got that like in a short amount of time, to be fair. Well, yeah, because there's like um, 50 states. That's quite rough. I should have just guessed you're right. Because it's <laughs> obviously not I, O, or A. Yeah. So I had like a, a decent chance. Right, sorry. Carry, yeah. carry on. All right. <laughs> uh, who was Henry VIII's last wife? Pass. I have no idea. <laughs> Divorce right, beheaded, uh, survived. Yeah. Divorce beheaded, died. Uh, no idea. Wrong way round. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, okay. Um, all right. So, um, true or false, Vietnamese is an official language of Canada. True. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? False. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not fair. That isn't fair. You know that's an absolute bait question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I just found it funny because it was just on the trivia thing it oh was on that's the trivia so site. scammy because <laughs> it's like obviously not but it just makes you think it must be otherwise the question wouldn't exist <laughs> yeah oh that's really infuriating <laughs> no tom you know because canada has uh quebec the um french speaking part yeah. and then it has um the um the Vietnamese <laughs> I should, speaking I should part. have said should have said like the UK to make it like extra obvious. <laughs> yeah, but I think if you just said the UK, I still would have just said true, just yeah. out of like sort of concern <laughs> at the question, and that yeah. if you get it wrong, it, like the other way, I think you you're even stupider if that makes sense. But yeah, because it because it looks like you don't understand how questions work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh All well. right. Okay, that's pretty bad. I must be running out of time. Uh, well, almost, but not quite. Okay. You, what is the rarest blood type? Oh, O negative? Unfortunately not. Oh, it's damn it. A, a, B negative. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I thought O negative because it's universal donor. <laughs> oh. um, okay. Uh, which Greek mathematician slash engineer discovered that the upthrust acting on an, on an object is equal to the weight of the water it displaces um just greek greek guys you know greek guys um your time's mm, gone past but just yeah. take as much time mm, as yeah i'll just question. take my time on this one um there was a name that initially popped into my head tom but to be honest i'm so concerned about it being a stupid answer that i didn't say nah, it just straight away say it Angelo, <laughs> unfortunately not. Oh no, Ar- Archimedes. Oh okay, I wasn't. But unfortunately, go you've used fifty-seven seconds of your allotted <laughs> fifteen seconds. Oh no, so, so I just um, get no more time for the next ones. Yeah, yeah. So mm. yeah, so you, you can't actually answer the next questions, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did I even I mean, get I one think right? They, they, they were pretty hard questions, though. I've got to say. Yeah. Didn't but... think I. I mean, like you would have got at least one right. <laughs> I, I think I would. I would have got the Henry the Eighth one right. Um, but I probably would have skipped the U.S. state one. Yeah. I'm, well, I would. I would have guessed it guessed and maybe it. got yeah. it right. Yeah. But probably guessed the wrong letter. Yeah. E makes so much uh, sense as soon as I you said it. But <laughs> I would have known the. I did need to know the capital of Chile. Um, but I might have just panicked and skipped it. Yeah. Um, what was it? It was Santiago. Yeah, okay, I wouldn't have got that. 
no idea. Yes. I knew I knew straight away. I didn't know it, so I was just like, yeah, Pff. yeah, better better to yeah. skip it. Exactly. Too dodgy um, otherwise. Yeah. And then, yeah, I I had some other. I skipped um one. Of, uh, well, I skipped the um of, of like I had a physics question, but then I decided, well, another physics question, but I, I decided like you might not know it, so it it was sort of. Uh, well, I decided it, it like it wasn't a very fair question, right? Because right. it was like, what is Newton's second law? So you might, you probably would have like known all three laws, but you might not have known which was the second law. Which You're right. I definitely wouldn't have known which is the second one, actually. But um, so I yeah, so I skipped that one. But um, the uh, I think I had to you know. <laughs> well, at least I have a new my... personal worse. Yeah, I think you your. I can aim for most I, I improved think... next time. Yeah, I think I mean infinite percent really. So, okay, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, right. So now I think it's time for for our favorite bit. Da 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 da. da. Another week. <laughs> oh, that one caught me off guard actually. Yeah, I, wasn't, I just I thought, wasn't quite expecting that. <laughs> thought, thought I'd sort of make it like half a second earlier, just just to just sort to of throw everyone off. Just, yeah, just to get you on edge, you know. Mm, it was a good one though. In, better, better than last week's, in my opinion. Oh, you know, because you kind of you missed were... a beat last week. And, yeah, uh... I did actually. Yeah, that last week's was particularly poor, to be fair. So, well, maybe it wasn't poor. Maybe, maybe it was just the... like uh, purposefully different. But yeah, it it was just sort of like um, sub subversion of the uh, musical expectations that you have. <laughs> right. You so, know. what is your ant of the week, Tom? My my ant of the week um, is the um it's like a glide it's like a, a gliding ant oh. um but because obviously flying ants pretty common but i thought this ant was like was pretty cool because um it didn't use wings to sort of glide oh, it right. was just purely in the uh the shape of its sort of head and body oh wow so um so they don't really they don't <laughs> fly but um if they fall out of their because they sort of nest in like trees and stuff um, normally, if an ant falls out of a tree, they, um, you know, they land on like the forest floor, and then they sort of, you know, they're they're on their own. They don't know what to do, and they just sort of die because they're just mm. sort of on, you know, they're in this environment. They don't know how to like do anything there, and they don't know how to get back to their their tree. But these ants, um, when they fall out of their tree, they can sort of. Um, they they sort of um they fall for about three minutes sorry not three minutes three meters <laughs> three minutes yeah oh <laughs> my God. they they only go in like one kilometer high trees <laughs> but um so they um so they fall for about three uh meters and then after about three meters they sort of turn themselves around and they can like direct themselves to glide towards the tree right so right. um so like normally if an ant falls off a tree it's got like a five percent chance of landing on the trunk. But um, these these ants, they've got like an eighty five percent chance when they uh, when they glide. Who the so, hell studied that? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just like some it, poor it, guy was just chucking ants off a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, two meters. No, it doesn't work. Two and a half. No, three. Oh, that's that's the golden, the golden, <laughs> the golden ratio. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of that is interesting though because. I mean, anything that increases your survival chance from 5% to 85% is going to be, like, a hugely useful adaption. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, like... I guess it's a fairly rare thing for them to actually fall out, but it's sort of... Um, 
yeah, it does sort of. You'd imagine it just helps a lot. Like it just it's one of the things that gives them a bit bit of an edge. They've not got a sort of. Yeah, well, ants no. can't actually die from falling, can they? Because no, their terminal yeah, they velocity is like. Yeah, very low. Very low. Yeah. Yeah, they they don't die from the falling. I think it's more just like getting lost and right, just not right. knowing like yeah. how to actually get back. Uh, that is still mental to me, though. I mean, yeah, you, that, that you could just literally drop one off like Mount Everest. Obviously, Mount Everest doesn't have a sharp edge. If you drop something off Mount Everest and it didn't land on Mount Everest, that would be more impressive. <laughs> well, to be fair, an ant would probably get taken by the wind enough that it wouldn't land on Mount Everest. It it could do. Yeah, it's probably like right. at that height. But yeah, sorry, a, a better analogy would be dropping one just from like the edge of the atmosphere and then yeah. it just like landing and just walking off. Yeah. I mean, it probably wouldn't get oxygen on the way down, so you'd have to give it like a little tank of oxygen. Yeah, just... um, <laughs> they probably don't need that much though. Probably not. Just, probably sort of, not. just a little one. They've not but... got much going on really no. to consume the oxygen. So. Yeah, I mean, are ants like... Um normal insects in that like they um they don't have lungs but they just sort of take the oxygen in via like holes in their skin yeah yeah through so, through spiracles yeah um so I, like I, that's they're yeah, very dependent it, on the pressure on, and then it sort uh, of it, it travels down straight into the muscles doesn't it yeah yeah so yeah because that's why um like insects can't get big or they unless there's like a really high oxygen concentration because it's sort of not an active method of like getting the oxygen into your body. Maybe I think. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason. Just because yeah. um, it's not like that efficient, so yeah. you can't really have like that much of a thirsty body. Yeah. Obviously, oxygen is a gas, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, an oxygen thirst. I'm at. obviously yeah. thirst is normally liquid, but y- you know what I mean. Yeah, I I get what get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, what what's what's your ant ant of the week? Ah, so my my ant, which I'm hoping will be ant of the week. Yeah. Is uh, the mafia ant. Ooh. So this ant colony, unlike um, most ant colonies, it's not like a a female that's like the dominant one of the of the nest of the population. Yeah. It's uh, it's like an alpha male. Oh, right. And um, basically, he's like the mafia boss, I guess. Um, yeah. And what's really cool is that only the... Well, basically, any of the males can, like, make this scent from their abdomen. Yeah. And it, it basically causes all the worker ants to, like, attack whatever they spray the scent on. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's almost like they're directing their troops. Yeah. Um, And so, if there's, like... Uh, an animal that comes in or whatever, they just like rub the scent on it, and all the workers go and kill it. You know, like <laughs> a beetle or something. Yeah. Um. But the when it comes in, really handy. It's like in in fights, a bit like you know how with uh, stags will fight each other to see who gets sort of the mating rights for the yeah. herd. It's a similar thing. There'll be, you know, a another alpha male. Well, another male that's not the alpha will come along wanting to be the alpha male. Uh, and he'll be like, right, let's let's have a fight to the death. Winner gets oh, yeah. <laughs> gets the um, and gets he just the hive. Com- commandeers the nest. Yeah, yeah. But then both of them will be trying to spray the scent on each other. Oh yeah. And just often that... the the worker ants just come along and just kill them both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nine times out of ten, apparently. <laughs> oh, does it? Does that mean like that? Does does do you just get a new one stepping up then? 
Yeah, yeah. Just the one that just stayed on the sidelines, just treks up and it's just yeah. claims his new alpha position. <laughs> the the yeah. centrist. But it's just so funny to me. It's sort of like yeah, <laughs> this idea of rubbing the scent and then just all the workers just charging. Yeah. And then that realisation when they're fighting that they've just both sprayed each other and the, the workers yeah. are just going to consume them. Yeah, it's that, yeah, that is really weird. It kind of sort of shows how um, kind of brainless they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worker ants. Exactly. They're just responding to that pheromone signal. They, yeah. they haven't like no thought like thought of the individual that they're just killing, even if yeah. it's their alpha male. Well, yeah. What what but, if they um, what if they sprayed like a worker ant? Would the worker ant just like try and kill itself? itself? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a very good question. Just sort of I, like... I think it probably would. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't know because it's not like. <laughs> Because presumably it kind of like um, like the, the it sort of observes the scent and then it like sees the object that has the scent associated with it and like uses its mechanisms, which are probably like its teeth for the you know mostly. Like you can't, yeah, can't it's, really uh, like it's mandibles. Yeah, it'd mm. have to like be something that it can kind of observe maybe. But I don't know. Maybe it would just try and like tear its own eyes out. You know. Yeah, but I feel like if it's if it's going to attack like the alpha male, it's yeah. not actually thinking about what the signals like telling it to attack. You know, it's yeah. just going to attack whatever. So I I think it probably would, like if you put the signal on its arm, it would just bite its own arm off. Yeah, yeah, what, probably would. Legs, that. but yeah. Um, Someone's probably studied it. Just um... that'd be a really horrific thing to do. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of putting feel... the hive before the individual. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, well, it's it's a bit like those um, you heard of those um bees and like initially um, you know, like if a sort of wasp or hornet comes into the nest, um, they like it it sort of gets one of them and then um, but then like as soon as one of them's killed, they all like surround it and just like vibrate their legs, yeah, and just yeah. create like massive amounts of heat and just yeah, like, they kill it through heat exhaustion, don't they? Yeah. It's like the only way they can take down a hornet that's like twenty yeah. times the size of them. Yeah, yeah. it's I really think, cool actually. Yeah, because I think like a few of them sort of die in that process, but it's sort of like it's worth it for, for yeah. killing the hornet. Yeah, yeah. It's it, exactly. It's quite a sacrifice. Like most of them just get chomped. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what what else are you gonna do against a hornet? I yeah, mean, you can't. Just, yeah, you can't just, just let it sort of. Yeah, it's probably like ten times the volume of a bee. Probably way more than that. I mean, yeah. I, obviously, it depends on what hornets and what bees, but like, I yeah. don't know if you've seen those Asian hornets that have come over, but they are huge. Oh, how how big They're are they? They're so much bigger than European hornets. <laughs> I'd maybe say like three times the size of a European oh, right. hornet. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's. Is that like um, in terms of like volume? Well, maybe not three length. times. That's probably an over exaggeration, <laughs> but. They are they are like significantly bigger to the point where they're like much scarier. Yeah, um, and they have a more like dangerous sting as well, actually. But yeah, I think I think I've only seen a hornet once actually. Mm. Uh, but I mean, yeah, they're sort of they're a bit sort of lazy, you know. It seems. Like, <laughs> I don't lazy. think they're that lazy. Lazier than like wasps. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think. I, it might just be that wasps are just like. Wasps just are so aggressive sometimes, but yeah, there are just more wasps, so it yeah. might just be that. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if you annoyed a hornet, it would be like just as aggressive as a wasp. But yeah, have you seen the weird like wood wasps? Uh, no. Right, I don't know if I'm saying the species correctly or something, but they, we had one like um outside, outside the house, and they're so freaky. They, they have this like really long um, sting at the back, which I think they must use to like. Impale. I don't know, defend themselves or impale things. I have no idea. It's, yeah. it's like a backwards narwhal, basically. Yeah, all right. But it is so long. <laughs> and this thing just, like, flies towards you. And it's just, yeah. like, 90% stinger, like, yeah. being dragged behind it. Oh, that's... Yeah, and that it's terrifying. Yeah. Like, you you know, think like, it could go so deep into your body. Yeah, exactly. It could literally, like, go through your the whole the whole of your hand. That's oh. It was, like, massive. That's so... Yeah, that's so weird. Probably go through the whole of your wrist as well, actually, if you want a sort of judge oh. of thickness. But yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. That's, you sort of think after a point it must just become impractical, though. Yeah, well, clearly not. You know, they're still rocking it. It must be useful for something. <laughs> yeah. You just they, think though, like, at least you... they could scratch each other's backs quite well. <laughs> you just think though, like, you must um, it, it like it must be so likely just to snap though, when it when it stings something. Yeah. Probably, maybe it but, grows back. Yeah, yeah. It maybe could it's do. like one of those, um, you know, those mechanical pencils, where you, it just slowly, like, as you use it up, you could just get more coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Twivel just... the twivel the wasp. That... And it just comes out. <laughs> yeah, I think that that might be a guaranteed way to get stung, but I think like, definitely. Uh, I th- I think that that would be pretty cool though if you could just like tap the head. <laughs> and the stinger just extends until you test it though you never know these things yeah yeah i think well if, you, if you're the one that's got one go for it you know yeah i've not seen one for a while thankfully they're pretty <laughs> pretty weird they're like they don't actually sting people though thankfully but all oh, right it's um quite fortunate because if they did yeah i think no one would go outside so are they just like not aggressive or i don't know i just think they don't actually use it as a stinger, really. Ah, just intimidation. They use it as, like, some other function. You know, it's still, like, a stinger. Yeah. Uh, Physiology-wise, but it's, like... I think it might be to do with, like, inserting eggs into wood quite deep. Oh, yeah. Some, something like that. So they use it more like an insertion tool. Um, yeah. Than maybe, actually maybe... using it to, like, defend themselves. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if it's like a mechanical pencil, they use it for drawing, you know. Right. Yeah. The the artists of the wasp world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the on the on the wooden um, on the wood, they just sort of get their engravings done. Wasp nests are fascinating though. Like the, I love the the hexagonal structures. You know, like the when they they make it out of like wooden paste that yeah. they combine with their spit, and then they sort of slowly release it and build up that really intricate delicate structure yeah it's yeah they so, are like strange. it's really cool yeah sort of um it's the kind of thing like because you some when you see like sort of um dead wasps nests that don't have any wasps any anymore just it's always a bit sort of worrying because you think like well you know what if there's a few stragglers just because <laughs> because even if it's like 20 wasps there's like a small amount of the nests <laughs> it's still a bit like yeah, worrying. Yeah. 
Right. I thought you were going to say, where have the wasps gone? <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. Like, that was the unnerving part. Oh, no. <laughs> I just mean, like, <laughs> well, they're not at the nest, so where have the wasps gone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just turn around, they're just all behind you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Just they just baited you in. Yeah. And then they're going to surround you and vibrate their legs. Mm. No, they're, they're actually... Wasps are actually quite important in an ecosystem, though. Are they? Um, yeah. You don't realize it, but if you it, you know if you look into it a bit more, it's like um, there's loads of other insect species that they control um, that are far more damaging to the oh, ecosystem. Because right. wasps, wasps are kind of like the the wolf of the insect world. Yeah. In in a rough way, you know. So if there's like way too many caterpillars, or way they too just, many of a certain beetle, or way too many of a certain eat, this, that, or the anything. other, yeah, they, they'll they'll kill them and eat them. And that stops one of those species just, like, taking over an ecosystem and then just eating through, like, all the plants. You yeah. know, like, if, like with ladybird population, right? If if a ladybird population gets nuts, it's just completely unmanageable and they just, like, eat yeah. through everything, don't they? But, yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, green flies or something. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense, actually. Because, yeah. And I, I same, like... same with caterpillars. I mean... They're, 'Cause they're just trying to grow their bodies as much as they can before they go into metamorphosis. Yeah. They literally like they just eat anything. A butterfly will just lay one per leaf and then they just eat like an entire tree. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it is pretty good that they exist actually. Yeah, I mean like I yeah, I'd not thought about that because I'd sort of just assumed they were like they just sort of went after your jam, you know. <laughs> and that was about it. But, yeah, that's their niche. They're just yeah. jam hunters. Yeah. They, and they, didn't, they were just waiting what, around what for like the millions the of years, just like <laughs> waiting for jam. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they sort of like, they got by on like random bits of caterpillars and stuff, but then it was just the the true takeoff of the species, you know. Wasps actually sort of, they're like the engineers of the homo species. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they were like, we are unable to make jam ourselves, our <laughs> ultimate food source. Yeah. So, so we must take. Uh... They they made humans to make. Yeah, jam. exactly. Yeah. Because they Cause... thought, oh, it's easier to make humans to make jam than it is <laughs> yeah. to make jam. Yeah, because the, their, li- they, their they little just... arms couldn't pick. Yeah, the they can't make it in the the volume that they require. You yeah. Know? <laughs> they need like a, they almost use us like a you know a vessel for yeah. jam. <laughs> and it's like they um they sort of caused humans to invent fire. <laughs> you know, so they can have the the gap like their their stoves and stuff. Yeah, they're, just, they're the true gods. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like that first lightning strike that made fire was yeah. actually just like a bunch of wasps vibrating in the atmosphere. Yeah, to well, generate the, the static. Wasps all, like they lined up so that like there was you know a wasp <laughs> on the ground and like one you know like two hundred <laughs> meters up, so it was just like a lightning strike would just definitely strike it. And yeah, it, it was just right onto like a perfectly dry tree stump or something. Hmm. And then they'd also, the wasps had like herded a human so that he was going to be <laughs> yeah. nearby to witness the event. Yeah. Yeah, the other yeah. ones had like chased him down. Anything that you sort of look at as paranormal or coincidence is actually <laughs> yeah. just the wasps behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, like you when know, you... we sort of, we treat them like tormentors, but really they're just our creators, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they don't get the respect they deserve. Yeah, I, th- I think that's, I think that's definitely, definitely something that, you know, we should do some research into, really. It's a conspiracy theory I'm willing to get behind, to be yeah. honest. It's more believable than Flat Earth, in my opinion. Yeah, true. 
yeah, I think, yeah, there's there's more. It's more fun as well, you know. Yeah. So, it well, it probably depends on your view on wasps, but I, yeah, I agree. I think it's more fun. Yeah. Well, it's like the whole. Um, I think the whole thing of like um, everything just being sort of like, you know, um, like they're just sort of like just scheming along. And yeah, just pulling the strings. Every every discovery has actually been sort of influenced by them. <laughs> Every discovery is actually just wasps in lab coats. Yeah, <laughs> that have six armholes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, stripy lab coats. Oh yeah, yeah. What stripy between white and white or white and? Um. Yeah, white and lighter white. I think. Right. Okay. Because yeah. you have to keep it clinical and clean. Yeah. On a lab coat, you know, you can't have this sort of black and yellow of a wasp. Yeah. 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 But it's just sort of like um. I mean, it's, it ends up being pure white, but you know, it's like in 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 our in their minds, it is stripy. I don't know if wasps see in um, do wasps see in ultraviolet light like bees do. I have no uh, idea. They don't really pollinate plants, do they? No, no. But obviously, that that wasn't the way round it happened. It was like that's sort of um, bees see in ultraviolet, yeah. and then the plants kind of made patterns on their flowers that could only be seen that could be seen under ultraviolet light oh, so yeah. that so that, that they were more like appealing to bees you know yeah, oh, that but makes, yeah. obviously that's just a byproduct of one having a mutation and then it getting better pollination because the bees were choosing it over other ones so yeah you know it's not like the, <laughs> the plant hasn't consciously been like oh there's some some bees coming and i know they see an ultraviolet so yeah. <laughs> yeah so i don't know if wasps do as well but do you reckon it's time to go on to our uh our final final segment uh yeah yeah i think so sure sure oh no, we have to um don't we have to crown an ant winner oh yeah we... yeah i do think i think my 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 ant of the week it was you know it was a little bit weak, and I think yours was was pretty good. So, no, I, I quite like the thought of a gliding ant. Yeah, because it it seems pretty stupid to me that that like most ant species produce a flying version. Um, yeah. You know, like for reproduction. Yeah. When they make the the princes or whatever, and then it's like it seems stupid that it's just oh we'll, we'll just make these ants be able to just glide. Yeah. Without yeah. Without no, without cool. wings. But I mean, I can see why it exists. If it increases their chance of surviving, yeah. well, not surviving, but not getting lost, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, because it's it's quite a small adaptation, really. It's just sort of like they've just got like a flat head, basically <laughs> what they look like. Right. So they just have no brain. They're just like, and I think I think they do have brain, but it's just like disc shaped, you know. Oh, okay. That's I mean, that's, that's cooler. I feel like that. I mean that that could just not be true at all. Does that mean but... they could hold like a water droplet on the top of their head, like like a ball? They could do. Maybe I think if you search it up, they they do look like quite strange compared to, you know, they're not like your average Joe shape. Amp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, that I think they also have like uh, flat legs as well. Mm. Like, so they're just flat guys. If they have flat Egypt. legs, though, maybe they should be swimming in the soup instead, because it sounds like they've got some paddles, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe the, maybe they should be, but, like, I guess the soup ants, I think they, they just, they're just going well just with their walking technique, so... Yeah. They'd have to learn, like, Well, they're the clearly ant. doing fine, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, un- unless they're not, unless they're sort of struggling a bit. 
yeah, yeah. we should maybe interview them see, see yeah. how they're doing yeah just sort of like check on their mental health a bit <laughs> their mental health yeah <laughs> how would you check on an ant's mental health well you just sort of pick up the general you, you do sort of games like word, word <laughs> association um you know you see if it sort of has the typical responses of a typical ant which would be nothing no response yeah of any kind <laughs> yeah to the well, could... <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly uh, so oh, yes, d- this ant is ex- is uh, acting just as expected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, therefore, he must be mentally sane. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it would probably take a lot to make an ant insane. You know, probably not. Probably just some chemicals, to be honest. Yeah, but I I just sort of think you know the brain must be so simple. Mm. That it's going to go pretty right. pretty severely wrong. So yeah, really they, I mean they probably couldn't go insane. Like, they probably don't have a complex yeah. brain enough that something could, you know, affect their wiring enough to actually yeah, make them true. go nuts. You know, this is sort of... When you only have the function to just, like, walk forwards and grab stuff and walk back to the queen. Yeah. How are yeah, you going to not... go nuts, you know? Well, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess in that way, sort of, just sort of not doing one of those things could be sort of a bit insane. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Like if you just yeah. you just grab it and then you just you just eat it for yourself. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's just if if an ant grabs stuff and got it for himself, he'd just be like a nomad ant, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd just be wandering around by himself. Yeah. And I mean, then he thought... <laughs> and then his only chance of reproduction would just be to, well, actually, no, he'd have no no chance, would he? So. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Just... <laughs> they sort of poor, sort themselves out, really. Yeah, the only way that would work as a new species is if the queen just became nomadic. Yeah. And just started wandering around. Yeah, but I think <laughs> maybe that could happen, maybe just a, a species of, like, queens. Yeah. Just, they look like ants, but really they just don't behave in the same way at all. Yeah, well, we'll have to look, but what if, what if there's a species where it could be viable as it would just wander around as its own, you yeah. know, it didn't have a hive, it was just like went around and then when it found a male it just made some more and then just kept going yeah i mean there there probably are like more intelligent ants than other ants yeah because if an ant wasn't focused on a hive it wouldn't have to like uh commit so much of its energy and physiology to just pumping out eggs yeah so it could actually like walk around rather than just being this like fat blob (laughs) yeah um I mean that's maybe a bit rude to to any queen ants out there. They're not they're not <laughs> fat, but yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're just um, just... the the chunky ones. Um, yeah. But um, there's. <laughs> I mean, it's like I guess it's a bit like um, like bumblebees because bumblebees are individuals, aren't they? Mm, yeah, exactly. You have nomad ants. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, nomad bees. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cute, actually. Yeah. Bumblebees are just pretty, pretty cute, generally. Yeah. It's, like, fuzzy and... They're just... They shouldn't really be cute, but they are. They're just so, like, fluffy and adorable. Yeah. And I don't know... Have you seen that picture of... um? There's, like, a bee just absolutely head-to-toe in pollen. Just, like, oh, no. severely covered. And <laughs> there's all these things of uh, saying, like, oh, me when I'm eating a bag of Watsits... Oh, I think I might have seen that. Yeah, you've probably seen it, but it's such a cute picture, and 
just just head to toe in pollen. And yeah. he's clearly just been like diving face first into some flowers. <laughs> and it's just quite a cute thought, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like he had so much pollen on him, he just didn't even know where he was. So just Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't see. Yeah, because normally way, they're, way they're quite controlled and they like collect all the pollen like on their back legs, you know, they have like yeah. little bits where they store it. Yeah. But th- this one had just gone nuts, so. <laughs> right, so uh, I guess we'll just round up with our last segment. Here are some things we think are worth your while. Oh, thanks from our robot assistant there. Yeah, to, merci um, wow. Should I go first? Yeah, you go first. Right, okay, right. So uh, my worth your while this week, um, it is a BBC uh, documentary uh, by Horizon. Um, it's called Pluto Back from the Dead. Oh, yeah. Um, it's t- 2020, so, but, you know, fresh off the press, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I watched it recently, and it was really, really fascinating, actually. Um, All right. Because basically, we didn't know that much about Pluto, and the best image we had of Pluto until like four years ago was just awful. It was like ten pixels. Yeah. Um, and so they sent, um, but they they basically they sent a probe, uh, to Pluto, and they wanted to capture some some really high definition images and also what the atmosphere was made of, things like that. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being a, an incredible mission because. It was completely unexpected, all the stuff they discovered from it. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't want to spoil it for people that are going to watch and everything, but it's sort of everything they thought about Pluto is just completely blown out of the water. Oh, that's cool. Um, had really interesting geology. And, you know, it's like, it's actually like an active planet. It's not just this out there, end of the solar system, dead world, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. And so it's really helped, like, reignite people's excitement for search for you know um life in our solar system not on earth and um like seti was obviously really interested in it but uh, you know it wouldn't be intelligent life we're just talking some some extremophile uh microorganisms but but that's still yeah that'd still be pretty amazing though yeah but it would it would and um it it was just it's just really cool because they go into like the chemistry of how things work as well and um, if if you know a bit about geography, it's fascinating as well because it's yeah, it's like the geography on that world. Their rock is uh basically ice, um, right. but it's just so cold that it just acts like rock. Yeah. Um, and so it's just really weird, obviously, because <laughs> the, the things forming grooves and yeah, you know the the whole geological system is water basically. There's other stuff in there, but yeah. you know um it's just so different to ours but then still makes recognizable features uh, so i just thought it was really cool yeah yeah i think i'll have a look at that mm, i definitely uh, would sounds pretty cool yeah, yeah. sort of like um yeah I, I, yeah I, I wouldn't have um yeah sort of the, the way it's like if it's all sort of different to what they uh, expected what did they actually expect i think they just expected it to be a kind of uh sort of general crater ridden rock yeah um and actually that you know there are parts of it that there aren't any craters on at all yeah um and that was a sign that it was just active guy yeah because 
if you have a smooth surface like that on a huge yeah, area, it has to have had like with no craters lava going over it. Stuff has to have been moving, you know, because yeah. you, otherwise you you're just guaranteed to have a crater there. So yeah. that was um, they talk in, talk about that as well and talk about weather patterns and um, the interactions between the the chemicals on the surface and uh, it's just cool. But um, yeah, yeah what's cool. um, what's what's your worth your while? Ah, my my worth your while. It's a bit um, it's a little bit niche. Um, but there's a uh, the, so uh well, you uh, listeners may may well uh, well if you don't know me then you would you wouldn't um know, <laughs> but I li- like to do a bit of um, origami you know in my spare time. Oh yeah. Um. So there's a a YouTube channel called uh, Joe Nakashima, and he um he's just got some lovely origami tutorials you know, they just right. It's just like his hands just making the origami. <laughs> Just, you sound more interested in his hands, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just his hands. Well, well, the thing is, um, <laughs> it's just like so, some some of these tutorial channels, they make it, but then like they have this tri this tri camera on a tripod looking down, and like for every step, they just manage to like cover the paper with the hands. You right, just can't see it. Right, but you know, he do, does a good job of like making sure you can actually see what's going on. Right. Oh, that pretty, does sound pretty good. nice. Yeah. They're just right. just higher quality than um, yeah. than the rest of them, you know. Um, yeah, I just sort of um, thought like bit bit more of a, a personal one, you know. Yeah, yeah. So pr- probably <laughs> probably won't involve uh, quite quite niche. Yeah, very niche. Yeah, but I, origami is pretty cool. I, yeah. I don't think I have the patience for it. Um, well, I think I think but... it's quite. Um, you just have to like follow. You just sort of like start on easy stuff, and then you just follow the. Uh, the harder tutorials and then it's kind of like um once you get the folding technique you can just kind of like follow the tutorial in real time which is sort of less frustrating yeah yeah because um it's a bit frustrating if you have to like pause it all the time yeah you could just watch it in like 0.25 times speed right yeah you could do that it's just um they have like background music on oh it sounds a bit bit well i don't know most most of the time i just put spotify on in the background yeah you can like also that. just like turn sound off as well, but yeah. Um, I guess he's sort of telling you what to do, right? As well. Um, but... not really. It's mostly oh, okay. yeah, so visual. Just, um, right. Is he Japanese yes. or? Um, I'm not really. Well, I guess with his name, you'd kind of assume so. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think uh, I never no, I never actually watched the videos with sound on, so I don't even know if he <laughs> talks or not. Fair enough. But um, yeah. I mean, I I assume that um, like like the actual channel is kind of in English language. Yeah. But... Oh, I've just thought of what I'm gonna do for next week's worth your while. Oh, lovely. You just reminded me of a YouTube channel I absolutely <laughs> love. Yeah. All Can't right. Wait. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Right. Well, so, um, I I guess we'll round it up there, should we? Yeah, I reckon. reckon yeah. That yeah. Okay. It all up. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, it means a thank lot. Thank you very um, much. And we'll uh, catch up next week. I guess we'll sort of put another episode raiming for sort of an episode a week hour of content per week so um expect that fairly soon cool